0: What is going on on online fitness coaches? It's your mentor, B Mark Fit, coming at you with another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I am joined by my business partner, my boy, my best friend, Cole DeSelva. What's up, Cole? What's going on, fam? I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, bro, today we're going to be talking about the dark side of success. And I really don't think that there's anybody that are better suited to talk about this than (laughs) us, because we dealt with a lot of clout, as in like negative feedback when we were growing our coaching business. and So much. I think that, like, there's a lot of online coaches that are probably going through something very similar right now. Yeah, guys, like,
1: so we kind of want to come on here and, like, break down what happens when you start seeing success, things that happen when you start to experience, I guess, an influx of good things in your life. Because, again, like Brian said, I've dealt with all of it. All Right. right. Like, when we're talking about, like, large scale hate, large scale people not believing in you, trying to hold you down, trying not to let you succeed. Yo, we're probably the poster boys of that being able to happen to them, right? So,
0: yo, because I think that man, like when let's talk about when you start a new venture, right? Because we're talking about success here, and, and I would define success as like, achieving some of your major life goals. So if you want to be an online fitness coach and you want to get to $10,000 a month, like that's like to get to $10,000 a month, I would define as success. And when you first start on a journey to get to $10,000 a month or to build your online coaching business, I feel like everybody pretty much cheers you on. Like everybody, like your family's kind of like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool that you want to do that. And you know, your friends might think it's a good idea. And there might be like people that are in your circle that are like, Oh, that's so cool that you're looking to build a coaching business. Like, I think that most people want to see you succeed at first. Right? Oh, yeah. Most people are like happy to see you succeed.
1: I definitely think so. It's always like head in the clouds type idealism is what I kind of look at it as. Like You tell a goal, you say a goal, you trust in somebody to break down your vision. And they're always like sunshine and rainbows right at the beginning. They love the fact that you want to do that. They love the fact that you want to impact the world or make more money or help your family, etc. But then there's always like a certain turning point where people end up getting triggered and not knowing really what to say, right?
0: Yeah. So I think that the the turning point the guys this is the truth everybody wants to see you succeed until you start doing better than them hmm Everybody wants to see you succeed until you start doing better than them. So I remember back when I started Aesthetic Nation, my coaching business in Calgary, Alberta. Like Aesthetic Nation was one of those businesses where we were like all about living like a happier, healthier, stronger lifestyle. We were helping clients with their mindset. We were helping clients with their nutrition and their fitness goals. And my coaching business in Calgary, Alberta, it was like one of the few select coaching businesses that wasn't like a fitness competitor business. Like we weren't really training fitness competitors at the time. We're like, let's just help clients live a happier, healthier, stronger life. And When Aesthetic Nation first started Conception, like when I had my first 10, 15 clients, pretty much everyone in the city like vibed with me. Everyone loved us. Everyone thought we were doing a good thing, you know?
1: Oh yeah, everybody loved it. Everybody was looking at a stagnation as like this. Oh, again, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't use Sunshine and Rainbows probably as a good analogy throughout this live right now.
0: everybody loved looked at it. It. everybody saw us as like these happy positive dudes that were making it a positive impact so far in the world.
1: Exactly. Because again, that's what we were trying to fucking do. All right. Brian came up from a background that was pretty dark. Okay. I came from a background that was pretty dark. And once we figured out we could change our lives through fitness, we wanted to help other people do that. So that was our fucking vision. But obviously. Guys, like Brian just said, people always want to see you succeed until you start doing More than them until you start doing better than them. And Aesthetic Nation started to blow up very fast. Um,
0: Yeah, and like Aesthetic Nation was just me at first. You guys, like my coaching business was just me, and then I hired two trainers. And I hired two trainers, and they were two of my really good friends at the time. And they were working with the business, and we started to get more clients, and we started to get more clout, and there was starting to be like more people talking about us. And then I started running Facebook ads. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna start running Facebook ads just to Calgary. This is back when I was experimenting with Facebook ads. Like, wasn't an expert, but I was just getting more visible in Calgary. And so I was starting to be on everyone's newsfeeds. And a lot of the people that supported me at first, a lot of the people that I thought were my friends actually ended up being the people that were talking the most shit behind my back. Yep. The people that would like literally say hi to my face. And they talk to like three or four different people and be like, Oh, there's no way he's working with that many clients or he doesn't have that much experience or I don't get why he's working with so many people. And you know, like he must be scamming people. His diet plans aren't very good, et cetera, et cetera. And like, for me, honestly, this is the hardest part is that when I actually really did have good intentions, especially when I first started at Esthetic like, and I even told like, man, everybody that was working with us at the team at the time, I'm like, don't engage with anybody that's negative. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah. engage. Like, people would come at us and they'd say negative things. I'm like, just don't engage. Like, it's just not worth our time and energy. And yet, people that we thought were our friends were like sending messages to each other about us behind their back. And then we'd find out from one of our friends that this guy that I just said hi to at the gym just was talking shit about me to like a few of his friends. It's like, yeah.
1: It was actually insane. I remember multiple people who, when I first became a part of Aesthetic Nation, there was a couple of the people when I first got my training certification, instantly, as soon as I got it, because I had good relationships with them, wanted me to go start working in the gyms with them, all right? Continuously. I think I got like four or five offers from different gyms of them being like, yo, we already vibe with you. We have a good relationship with you. Like, yo, you should come work with us. You should come train in the gym. You should do bop, 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 And That didn't align with my vision. And I remember when I kept talking to them and I was like, well, no, I want to do online coaching. I've tried in person for a little bit now and it's just not my vibe. I don't like how I'm restricted to a certain amount of hours. And I went into it. They're like instant terms. Number one where well, number one, Brian can't teach you how to do that. And you're never going to be successful. You're never going to make enough money. You're never going to get to that fucking caliber. You're never going to get to my level of success working with Brian there. And these motherfuckers are B's friends. And on top of that as well, they had known us from on like a deeper level. So it's like, it just shows you guys like they only wanted you to reach a certain fucking level of success. They only want you guys to reach like a certain fucking pinnacle because now like, yo, fucking I don't speak to these people anymore because they don't vibe with me because I saw success and they fucking didn't like it. They wanted me to only go here.
0: You know, what's funny is I know who you're talking about, Uh (laughs) I'm not gonna say names, but I remember that person being like, you're going to make way more money if you work with me in the gym. There's yep. no way that Brian's going to be able to teach you to do X, Y, Z. And then I remember the conversation where like he wanted to work for me. And I was like, it was a couple years later. And he asked you how much you're making. And you're like, bro, I'm making like $15,000 a month. And he fucking didn't believe you. Yeah. This was like one of our close. He like did not believe that you were making $15,000 a month. This is the reason is like the dark side of success is that there's some people that are like that have benchmarks for their own success. Right. So like they believe that the maximum of money that you could ever make in a month as a trainer would be like $5,000. And that's like gold. And that's their belief in their mind. And so that's the way that they're living their life. And so when you start proving that theory wrong by succeeding at a higher level, it triggers people because they're like unwilling to realize that there's a better way of doing things. And so Instead of working on themselves, they would rather talk shit about you and your success because it makes them feel better about their lack of success because they can just talk negatively about you and say that you're a bad person. And that because you're a bad person, like now I feel better about the fact that you're you know, doing better than me.
1: 100%. Everybody who does listen to this, like I'm sure that each and every one of you experienced in this in some sort of your life, some point in your life if you've tried to achieve anything. And the reason why people around you, the reason why you get hated on, the reason why your close friends turn out to not be that fucking close to you is usually because you're challenging their inner beliefs boom all right that's the main thing a lot of people don't realize that they're like well what the fuck i used to be super tight with john and me and Brittany used to be good friends and we used to hang out and stuff all the time and now they don't want to hang out with me or now they just try to drag me down whenever i talk about my goals and it's because again you're challenging their inner beliefs they don't believe that they can achieve xyz thing so when they see you doing it they get pissed off off. Mm. All right. It's like the funny thing. How many people I've done this in the past, you I still kind of do it, but it's just more of a joke. It's like how many people watch TV and see some guy drive out in this sexy, amazing car. And they're like, fuck that guy right there, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get jealous, right? It's an inner belief like this is bullshit. I want to drive that brand new Lamborghini at 19 years old like you see in the fucking movies. But it's inner yeah. release where you challenge it. And that's where a lot of the haters end up coming from where you get the people gossiping about you behind your back, even though they'd never say that you in person you got people trying to drag you down in the dark even though when they're with you they try to push you up to a certain degree
0: it's you know what's funny is i feel like every fitness coach that's listening to this as well your fat loss clients go through this as well. Who can relate to this? Who's had a fat loss client? I can remember one client specifically that I had. And she said, Hey, Brian, I'm going to have to drop your program back when I was a fitness coach. And I was like, well, like why? Like you lost 20 pounds. What's up? She was literally like, my husband doesn't understand why I'm eating so healthy. And he gets really mad that I don't eat pizza with him anymore. And so I have to drop your program so I can be with my husband. And I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I had a fucking fitness client who reached out to me. Again, we're not going to mention any names, obviously. She came up to me and she said, yo, Cole, I'm going to have to drop your fitness program. And this was just after we like really nailed down her body, nailed down her nutrition, mindset, everything. She felt super aligned. She was happy. And it was because her husband came up and was like, why are you spending money on your health and your fitness? You're fine the way you are. Stop fucking training. We need money for other things. While he's just playing like beer league hockey and not doing anything while she's trying to work on her body and change her life. It's just people not wanting to see other people succeed because then that separates the caliber of where you are.
0: Yo. And this is the thing you guys, like when you make the decision to level the fuck up and you're like, yo, I'm going to go to a different frequency. Like I'm not cool playing at this level. I want to make 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, $40,000 a month. I want to elevate. There's only two options for people that are in your circle and in your life. Number one, they either elevate with you or number two, they stay the fucking same. And most people choose to stay the same. Yep. Because it's like, it's a lot of work, man. Like anybody that's built an online coaching business will tell you like posting consistently, lots of work, going on live, lots of work, like getting on calls, lots of work, getting over fear of rejection, lots of work. And most people aren't willing to put that kind of work on themselves. And so they would rather just talk negatively about you than level up themselves. And it's the same thing for a fat loss client in a fat loss journey. Like if I'm a husband and I'm 50 pounds overweight and I see my wife getting super hot, that either means that I need to like work on myself and increase my own self-confidence or just try to bring her back down to my level so that I can be more comfortable, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: Guys, and this is for like every aspect, All right, We know we're throwing a lot of examples at you guys, but it's because we see this in every single aspect of life, okay? There's always going to be people who do this. As an example, if you guys want another breakdown of this, we see this all the time while running PT Domination, okay? We have a lot of coaches that come into our program and start slaying it. There's a lot of fucking coaches who want to make a huge impact on the world, okay? We see it every single day, all right? Beyond built all right DUI body amazing like crazy fucking movements that are coming out of there but then there's also a lot of coaches out there that are sour that people come into PT domination and grow amazing businesses because they don't think certain coaches are educated enough or mm-hmm. they shouldn't be as successful as me because I've been in the industry for 10 fucking years and he's only been in the industry for one like people are always going to try to find some sort of excuse to drag you down instead of just focusing on themselves and building the business like the guy with one of your experience, even though you've been in the game for 10 years.
0: Dude, I love that. Let's go a layer deeper into that because i think that the dark side of success especially as a fitness coach is this if you're a fitness coach it's funny because people that have been in the industry like fitness industry for like 10 15 20 years and they have all this experience and they have this wealth of knowledge that they're able to you know help a client if a client signs up with them they expect that just because they know how to help a client transform their life that clients are just going to line up and pay them yep that's not how the fucking world works like we are in the marketing and sales game And so you need to be able to market yourself and you need to be able to sell yourself. And so we get a bunch of coaches that get entitled because they think that just because they went to university that they should get all the clients and nobody else deserves the clients when in reality, like they don't know how to fucking market and sell themselves. And so they get really sour when a newer online coach that might just have their certification lands 10 to 15 clients because they take a business coaching course. 100%.
1: And guys, like I'm going to level with you for a second. If you listen to this and you are that person, okay, you're the, exactly what me and Brian just described. You're the coach who gets mad when you see a coach with only a year of experience beating you. You got to think about it a different way. Okay. The world is changed it's 2020 it's about to be 2021 you do not need years of in-person fucking training to be a good coach and how did you become a good coach not from your fucking schooling okay i'll tell you that right now not from random certifications from hands on work okay i did a poll on my story yesterday and i asked people that kind of like what do you think you get better experience from all right certifications and schooling like going to get your kinesiology and stuff like that, or like being in the fucking trenches, actually doing the work on a daily basis. And every single person, it was 100% unanimous, said trenches, hands Hmm. on, because it's true. So why, and this is something I always ask myself and I can never wrap my head around, because again, I can't bring myself to be that petty. Why, and I don't understand why these other coaches with like eight to 10 years experience are knocking on these people with one year's experience while trying to get their hands on grit in the trenches experience and building their business. All right, you get these coaches with 10 years experience who don't have an actual business yet, hating on kids who are smart enough to learn while building.
0: Mm. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Dude, and it's being stuck in fucking... 2003 that's why these coaches are pissed yeah in 2003 back when i worked with clients like they would just send me referrals and then i'd have a coaching business and now <laughs> all these new coaches are coming out on social media with their big instagram followings and they're sniping up all the clients and they don't deserve clients it's like motherfucker learn how to use social media
1: yeah it's 2020 bro if you don't know how to use a fucking phone yet you should probably wake up okay to <laughs> come <laughs> tiktok instagram facebook twitter youtube wake the fuck up. All right. It's a digital age. If you can't get on camera or make a post on social media, I guess you have to stay in a fucking gym and Dude. work powerful wages.
0: <laughs> Dude, I believe in setting the fucking tone. So like, let me be super clear about something. This is how I think, the, how I view like coaching clients, right? Because everybody, all these like coaches with like 10 plus years experience are like, oh, you're not experienced enough to be able to help somebody transform their life. It's like, yo, that client, like, you know, if there's a client named Jenny, who's 20 pounds overweight and she's struggling with her fitness goals, most of those clients don't know that it's important to drink fucking water every single day. Like most of those clients don't understand like why they should work out maybe three times a week instead of six. Most of those clients don't understand what a caloric deficit means. And so if you can teach clients baseline fundamentals and get them into like the lifestyle of healthy living, like that's worth investing in. And here's another thing motherfuckers is this, like Being a good coach doesn't mean you have certifications. Being a good coach means that you're supportive. Being a good coach means that you're there. Being a good coach means that you're a good leader and you show the fuck up for your clients. And you don't learn that in a book. No, You you learn that by working with clients. You learn that by like taking on a client, taking responsibility for their health and saying like, I'm going to help you transform their life. And I'm also, I'm going to caveat this. I'm also not saying that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't educate yourself. Exactly. Like you should, like for me, when I was an online fitness coach, like I was constantly educating myself. I literally paid Lane Norton for three hour long Skype. Se- I paid him like $3,000 for three hour long Skype sessions so that I could pick his brain and learn how to be a better macros coach. So like, yes, I do think that you should constantly evolve your knowledge and you should constantly always be growing. But I don't think that you need to like, I think you need to get your certification for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then you need to get some fucking hands-on on experience and you need to start working with clients and then you need to start like seeing feedback. And then getting feedback and then improving your coaching system. And the only way you're gonna do that is by hands-on experience. You don't learn how to drive a fucking car by reading a book, you learn how to drive a car by driving a car.
1: Exactly. And that's a big thing. I feel like there's a big misconception in the coaching industry. Obviously, guys, we're gonna we're leaning towards that more because that's what gets me and Brian fired up. But I feel like there's a big misconception. A lot of people turn around and they look at the fully negative, all right. They look at just that 1% of shitty coaches out there that try to take advantage of the market, all right? Who don't know anything, who don't educate themselves, who just try to make money and just try to build a business and don't do anything. That's not who we're talking about right now. Obviously, me and Brian know that there's people like that in the world, okay? There's like that in every fucking area of business, period. Yeah. Whether it's fitness related, business related, entrepreneurship, actual management, fucking brick and mortar businesses, there's always going to be those people who don't care about the other people, they just care about money. But to just throw a fucking blanket over the entire wannabe aspiring fucking online fitness coaching industry is ridiculous. Mm. There's so many people out there with more fucking potential that want to do something. And again, guys, this is the big thing of when it comes to the dark side of success, a lot of people want to see people fail more than they want to see people succeed. Mm. They want to grow only. They only want to be the person making money. They only want to be the person taking it to the next level. And they don't want other people to take that limelight because they don't think there's enough to go around.
0: And that's a scarcity mindset. Yeah, that's a scarcity mindset to think that these new online coaches coming onto the market are taking all your clients is literally a scarcity based perspective. Yeah, so, I want to know, like, what should you do? Right. So let's say you're an online coach right now and you're dealing with some of this. Maybe you're getting some hate from friends. Maybe you're getting some hate from family members. Maybe you're getting some hate from coaches in your area that don't think that you deserve to be successful. Maybe you're doubting yourself because you're like, I don't know if I'm ready or I don't know if I'm capable. What should you do if you feel like you're getting haters or people that are like talking negatively about you or you heard some things that people said about you? What should you do?
1: Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to spend zero fucking energy engaging with them. Guys, when I started in this game, a lot of people fucking dead me. A lot of people didn't think that I'd become an online fitness coach. A lot of people didn't think that me and Brian would build up PT domination to the level it is. Guess what? It fucking happened. And it wasn't because we were consistently going back and arguing with these people. It's because we threw up a big fucking middle finger and just did what we knew what we could do. Yeah, spent zero yeah. energy engaging with them because they're just trying to throw us off our game and we knew that so we just kept putting the fucking work in
0: dude and like guys write this fucking down while they're talking about me i'm working while they're talking about me i'm working period so like the reason i told like man when i was running aesthetic nation i told the entire squad i'm like yo don't even engage with these kids. All these kids can talk all they want. All we need to do is keep working. And in five years time from now, we're going to be laughing. And guess what? It is five years time from now. Yep. Guess what? This podcast is one of the top 50 business podcasts in Canada. Guess fucking what? A lot of those kids that used to talk shit are now asking for help.
1: Yep. A lot of them talk. actually. We're in the fucking program. All <laughs> of them are in
0: the program. They talk. I fucking work. Period. Yep. End of story. So yeah, spend zero of your energy engaging with haters. Guys, this is how like savage I am with this. Like I'm on Instagram live and somebody will like comment like some rude shit. I'll block them immediately. Like, I don't care. Like, why would I spend 3% of my energy engaging with you? Somebody messages me and they're like, hey, man, like, you know, what you, I could, and they get all pissy and they're trying to argue with me. Like, I'm just like, cool, I'll just delete the message. Like, end of story. I don't spend any time engaging with people that don't fuck with my message. Like, I don't. If somebody's gossiping about me or like talking about me and I hear about it and one of my friends is like, did you hear what so and so and so said about you? And I'm like, no, and I legitimately don't care. Like, not even yeah. said, zero, none. Negative zero, no percent of my energy working or like engaging with haters. The second thing, guys, is this. I think that it's very important to develop a prove them wrong mindset. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm all about making sure that like I'm doing everything in my power to be the best leader that I can be and being super positive and being super like, you know, motivating to my clients. But then there's like a small percentage of me. There's like twenty. <laughs> every time some, I hear that somebody talks shit about me, it drives the hell out of me. And I'm like, yo, keep fucking watching. Like, keep watching. Like, you say that I'm not going to do it, and I'm going to remember your face for the next five years while I prove you wrong. I've
1: never met anybody who fucking embraces that mindset more than Brian, by the way, guys. Like, literally, somebody will, like, just, like, sneeze doubt in our direction, and the kid gets fired up for fucking three and a half months. Like, fuck this person right here. I'm going to literally blow them out of the water. It's, like, instant. As soon as that little sneeze, it's, like, the positive fucking big bear brian that you guys know and then the little like i'm gonna fuck you up tasmanian devil in the little corner <laughs> back here
0: <laughs> bro i use all energy constructive and destructive to my day 100 <laughs> you want to fucking come at me with some love yo i'm gonna appreciate the hell out of you you want to come at me with some hate fucking watch me mm-hmm. watch. prove them wrong so that's the second thing and guys the third thing that you can do if you're experiencing like doubt or like hate or negativity from your friends, family members, people on social media, work fucking harder.
1: Yeah. And I actually want to touch on this for a second, guys, because there's a big difference here. All right. One of the main reasons. Okay. Obviously this is exceptions to this rule, but I want everybody to pay attention for a second. If you're trying to build a business, you're trying to take your goals to the next level and your family. Okay. Doesn't believe in your vision. It's usually because they want what's best for you and they don't see your vision. So by doing what we're saying, working fucking harder, you're going to be able to paint that picture and express your vision to make them understand what's going on. Mm. I know a lot of people like we've seen a lot of people struggle with in the academy when it comes to family. All right, being a fitness coach for fucking four years, I think it was online. I've seen a lot of people struggle with their family not believing and then wanting to lose weight better, their lives be healthy, etc. And literally, that was the main thing I tried to instill in all of them just work harder. Because if you show them the amount of effort you're putting into said thing, it's going to click. Obviously, there's going to be the exception to the rule where it comes to the fucking haters. And guess what? Work harder proves fucking you right. Because if you don't, it proves them right. It shows them that they should have been doubting you the entire fucking time because you were, I guess, allowed or you shouldn't fucking have that opportunity in life in the first place.
0: It's like when people are casting their doubt on you, they're trying to throw you off your game. 100%. People are talking shit behind your back. They're trying to throw you off your game. You know, like that's like the intention. And so the only thing you're going to get from me is you're just going to get harder work. Like if I find out you're talking about me, you're just going to see me work harder. And I'm just going to do more than I was going to do because I know that you're watching me now. And if I know that you're watching me, I'm going to give you something to fucking watch. Like I'm going to keep (laughs) it. It's
1: like like when your fucking kid cries and you're like, stop crying, motherfucker. I'm going to give you something to cry about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, bro. Exactly. And yo, so I just want to touch on the family thing for a second too. One of our clients, Joey Graneri, he's in our level two mastermind. He like did the upgrade. Joey, the investment for the level two mastermind is higher than level one. It's much higher. And when he told his parents how much he was investing in us, like they almost shit themselves. But then he made $15,000 in his first month. And he messaged me and he's like, yo, my parents finally see it now. And I'm like, dude, like, oh. like that's it. Like he invested, he put in the work and now he like made $15,000 in his first month. So it just like shows, goes to show you what happens when you work hard. 100%. Okay, so like, I want to go to a layer deeper here and I want to go like, what if it really bothers you though? Like, what if you're like, okay, I get it, Brian and Cole, but like, honestly, it, it throws me off. Like it really throws me off when I get a comment on social media from somebody that doesn't like me. What do you do if it really bothers you?
1: you need to internally look at your mindset guys like fucking you need to like get over yourself and realize that fucking other people's opinions aren't going to do anything about your life all right i learned from a very young fucking age that guess what all right i'm just gonna use brian's example here guys because i'm literally looking and talking to him his opinion doesn't pay my fucking rent okay that's what you guys need to look at i look at everybody there like if somebody's comment or somebody hates me or somebody's negative about me like number one there's 7.8 billion people on the planet i don't give a fuck if Joe Blow hates me in Calgary for whatever the fuck reason, all right. Sorry that I did something that offended you. And if he just feels the need to spend his day commenting and hating on me and not believing in my journey, etc., guess what? Homie ain't going anywhere in life anyways. Otherwise, right? like, it's such a cliche fucking
0: don't have time to talk about you.
1: Yeah, exactly, bro. Like it's such a cliche fucking saying, but it's so damn true. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Let other people's comments and opinions and everything bother them when people are hating on social media. But, homie, you're working, trying to build your life and change your life, and they're spending their fucking free time talking shit about you because they just finished their shifted fucking McDonald's. (laughs) Like, it doesn't fucking compute with me why you're letting a literal scrub get into your head. So you need to work on your mindset. Like you need to fucking work on your mindset because if that's bothering you every single day, you're looking at certain things and you can't get those thoughts out of your head. Why do these people hate me? I don't know what to do to do better, blah, 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 blah. blah. You got to work on your mindset because that's the main thing that's going to help you in the future.
0: Dude, I'm dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, bro. (laughs) <laughs> I keep it real, man. hundred percent.
0: Okay. So that's like, I feel like the stranger's part is obvious because like, guys, stranger's opinions are going to pay your rent. I actually had one of my rockstar clients message me today. And he's like, yo, man, he's like, there was a couple of people that commented some pretty rude shit on like one of my posts today. And this guy's making like $20,000 plus a month. He's like, I'm not really sure what I should do. And like, they're saying this and this and this. And I'm like, bro, block them. Yeah. I'm like, why do you engage with them? I'm like, you have a hundred clients. They're not going to pay you ever. They made that very apparent by the fact that they're commenting rude shit. Why would you engage? Block. He's like, cool. Thanks. I'm like, You're no problem. I'm like, and, <laughs> and the exact same thing that you said. I'm like, dude, like, are they going to pay your rent? Like, is their opinion going to pay your rent? He's like, no. I'm like, then why are you talking to them? So why like, are you allowing that to get in yeah, your head? That makes sense. So like, get them out of your life. And guys, here's a one thing I do want to leave you with is... How do you know who's talking shit? Like, how do you know who actually supports your goals and who doesn't support your goals? Because I think the hardest is when you have people that are in your circle that are snakes in the grass. And I know this because that's why I fucking left Calgary, man. Like, Calgary was just like, so many people would be nice to your face and then talk shit behind your back. So So, many. So I'm like, yo, like I'm out of here. I'm going to grow. I'm going to elevate. I'm going to show these kids what's I'm going to drive back here in five years in my Lambo. And then I'll (laughs) I'll talk shit. But how do you know who's your friends and who's, I call them frenemies. We call them snakes in the grass. This is how you find out who your frenemies are.
1: I like this. I remember hearing about this before. I really like this.
0: This is how you find out who your frenemies are. Your friends are your, the people that are like, You know, they support you, quote unquote, but they're actually like thinking negative shit or potentially talking about you behind your back. This is how you find out who your frenemies are. It's really simple, all right? What you do is you call up your friend and you tell them something fucking awesome that you're excited about. Like, yo, homie, like so pumped, just sold a client. I just made a thousand dollars in like one call. I'm fucking amped. When you call this person and you tell them about your success, you need to listen. Yep. Are they cheering you on? Are they like, dude, that is sick. Like, I'm so pumped for you. That's amazing. Yo, that's a friend right there. That's a homie. That's somebody that supports your success. Or are they less enthusiastic than you are? Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, nice. Nice. Yo, nice not enthusiastic about your success? That's not a friend. That's a frenemy. And they might not be talking shit about you, but they don't view your success very highly. Yeah. Because a friend that is cheering you on a friend that is supporting your ambition or supporting your mission or supporting your movement is going to be your biggest cheerleader. And guys, this is hard because when you make the decision to level up, you're going to have to let some people go, man. Like Otherwise they will pull you back down to their level. And unless they elevate with you, they're going to keep you locked in the exact same place. They always say you're an average of your five closest friends. And so if your five closest friends aren't cheering you on, then like what does that make you an average of? Right. Yeah.
1: And for all those people who need to hear this, if your five closest friends are fucking losers, then you are too. Okay. <laughs> like I'm gonna keep it real with you. Brian's the guy who says everything very nicely, and I just gotta keep it real. Gotta keep it a hundred. Guys, you cannot be a millionaire if you're hanging out with broke people. You cannot be a person who's shredded and looks amazing if you're hanging out with people who don't give a fuck about their health and all they care about is fucking binge eating food and drinking all the time. All right. You might be that outlier who has already achieved that, but guess what? less likely
0: to fucking happen and yo let's talk about this dude like what if you only have two friends that cheer you on then those are your two homies that's your crew you want to know how many people i hang out with five Corey, i think so too yeah Corey, cole brendan kirsten julia oh six actually seven julia suzanne and daniel yeah that's literally
1: the crew right there
0: it was with me cole and Corey, and kirsten and julia for like longest time three years because we didn't have homies that understood our success and cheered us on so we just weren't hanging with homies Like we were the homies. Yep. That was it. That's all we needed. You hang with five losers, you will be the sixth. You hang out with three winners, you will be the fourth. I can exactly. It, I exactly.
1: So, I do have a quote that I want to say in this live because I saw this the other day and I said it with the audience that did live on it and it resonated with people really well. So because we've been talking about haters, because we've been talking about little snakes in the grass, because we've been talking about frenemies this entire live, I feel like this is going to really resonate. So guys, I heard this quote online and what it is, is life is too short to waste any amount of time under wondering what other people think about you. In the first place, If they had better things going on in their lives, they wouldn't have time to sit around and talk about you. What's important to me is not other people's opinions of me. What's important to me is my opinion of myself. All right. When I heard that quote, like I really wanted to drill it into people's heads because the faster you believe about that, the faster you learn how to work on your mindset. So your own personal opinion rises, the better your life is going to become. Because then you're going to be able to separate yourself from that negativity. Then you're going to be able to separate yourself from those fucking negative little snakes in the grass. And the better you're going to be able to improve your friend circle. So, again, you can become that fourth winner. That fucking.
0: And I love that so much. And I also think that, like, when you're working on your dialogue and you actually do start to view yourself higher and you start to respect yourself more and you start to value your own time. When you start to value your own time, you will not choose to hang out with people that don't support your success. Nope. When you value the fact that you only get one life, you only get this life and after that you're dead. When you value and you appreciate that, you'll start to monitor your circle a lot closer. 100%. Bro, I think that's it. I think that's yeah, how we it.
1: I feel like we slapped enough fucking quotes and like <laughs> little statements in your guys' face today. I feel like everybody should get the point of this live and understands
0: what we're trying to say right now. Yeah, so let's kind of sum it all up. Guys, when you succeed at first, everybody wants to see you win. Everybody wants to support you until you start doing better than people. And when you start doing better, and I'm talking about external success, internal success, your drive, your ambition, your motivation, there's going to be types of people. There's going to be the types of people that cheer you on. And those are your homies. And there's going to be the types of people that don't support you and don't believe in you. Those are not your homies. When you do start to get some hate, which is going to happen to everyone, this inevitable, is every entrepreneurial journey, When you do start to get some hate, you have to understand that you spend 0% of your energy engaging with these people. Don't do it. It's a waste of time. They're not going to pay your rent, like Cole said. I also think it's important to prove them wrong. Like, yo, if somebody's talking about me and they've got something negative to say and they're like watching my show, I'm going to make sure that they got a show to watch. And finally, they need to work harder. But Cole, what do you do if it bothers you?
1: Again. I work on my mindset immensely. So like when guys, when I first started in this journey, when it bothered me, like when people brought up opinions that kind of triggered certain emotions, when people would say things and I would obsess over a comment or an obsess over opinion, I started to work on my mindset. Mm -hmm. I started to sit down and realize, like realign myself with my goals, right? My goals was to create an impact, change the world, create a good life for myself, for my wife and for the people around me. And again, I started to fucking weed out the people around me that didn't matter anymore. So now when I get a comment online that fucking bothers me, I do exactly what Brian does, guys. I literally... I might fucking engage a little bit more just to kind of fuck with them. Cause I like a little bit of uh...
0: a tough love guy.
1: I like a little bit of tough love. I like to also figure out why people have these feelings. So I kind of dissect your brain and make you feel stupid for being rude to people. <laughs> but again, guys, like if it goes too in depth, if people start going crazy, they're hating for no reason. I just separate myself from the situation. Hmm. All right. It's going to bother you all inevitably, no matter what, because again, none of us like to be hated. All right. There's not a lot of people in this world who enjoy to be hated all right or enjoy to be hated on or enjoy to be talked should like talk badly about but it's going to happen and again like brian said guys we're not just talking about like fucking wealth success here we're talking about any sort of success possible and think about this who has ever experienced like you see somebody super happy right they're acting super cheery they're acting super happy or whatever and somebody looks at them like what the fuck is this guy so happy about (laughs) you know what i mean i know you've heard that before because it happens all the time like (laughs) People just don't like seeing other people succeed in any sort of way. Mental, physical, like fucking emotional, anything like that. So I feel like it's just very, very important for you guys to separate yourself from the situation. It's probably going to bother you, right? Nobody likes to be hated on online and have a bunch of rude comments plastered all over their shit. There's nothing you can do about it because again, those people are sitting in their basement after they just got off their shift to McDonald's and they don't have anything better to do with their life.
0: Basement dwellers, bro.
1: Yeah. We're out here grinding, trying to change the world and they don't like to see people succeed. So they're going to try to drag down the person who's trying to help other people succeed.
0: I get it. I love it guys. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the change lives make money Online training podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful online business. I'm here with the wolf, Mr. Da Silva, and he'll be here every single week.
1: Peace.